0: Avenue. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Cisco and Treebird Present, a Christmas podcast spectacular. On oh, ice. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Quinta Brunson. And I'm
1: Kate Peterman. Uh, I,
0: Quinta Brunson, so you guys can't see me, was raised a Jehovah's Witness. And Because of that, I didn't grow up celebrating holidays. Um,
1: And I was raised Catholic. And so I have been celebrating Christmas 365 days a year for the past 30 years. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. yes.
0: (laughs) And Kate and I lived together for a year. and, And during that time, she showered me in the magical... You have to finish the sentence. I'm trying to finish.
1: (laughs) She showered me. She showered me in
0: the magic of Christmas. Um, It was overwhelming. It was a lot. It felt like shock (laughs) treatment. But because of that, she made me watch a bunch of Christmas movies. And... um, Watching Christmas movies as someone who does not celebrate Christmas is a crazy experience, so we wanted to talk uh, we wanted to start this podcast to talk about Christmas movies from the perspective of the Grinch, me you 're a mean one and Santa Claus the elves and the reindeer Kate <laughs> me yeah, and reindeer because she got that ass
1: oh my God, thank you so much, Wow, it feels yeah. like Christmas already honestly what a okay. gift <laughs> so so we 're going to rate um. Classic Christmas movies mm-hmm. based off of, uh, they're going to get three different ratings. Yes. One will be Quinta, i.e. Cisco's uh, ratings. Yes. Um, one will be based off of my, Treebird, Kate, my ratings, <laughs> and then uh, an overall Kate and Quinta, Cisco and Treebird
0: rating, rating system. Uh, I guess we should tell them why it's called Cisco and Treebirds.
1: I guess we could go we could go into that, sure.
0: I think they deserve an nice explanation. Yeah, well. When I was little, <laughs> I thought that Cisco and Ebert was Cisco and I didn't know about Ebert. Kate said that she thought it sounded like treebird.
1: Uh, as an adult, as I knew it adult, was Ebert, but I was like, oh, it would be fun to as do as treebird.
0: She thought that. So, we are Cisco and Treebird because we are reviewing movies.
1: Yeah, there we go. Cisco and Ebert. Hey. Oh, uh, before we start, I just wanted to bring a little Christmas cheer, uh, holiday cheer I, a holiday cheer into the room. A holiday cheer into the room. Mm-hmm. And I got you a peppermint mocha that has to be cold by now. <laughs> I got I got, got it you. from the Target uh Starbucks 2 hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't sit in my house anymore. I was too excited to get into this. What else did you bring? Um I also brought little Christmas trees to decorate uh to decorate the, well, they're, they're pine trees. They're little pine trees yeah. to decorate the area. A candle that we cannot light. Because um, it's a hazard. It's a hazard. Yeah. yeah. Uh But it still smells good. Mm-hmm. It still gives off. And I brought, um, I regret it, but I, I brought bells. Okay. <laughs> but I feel like we don't need them.
0: That's the only thing that's useful on the podcast. That's the only thing that people who are listening to this <laughs> can benefit from. The rest of this is just to torture me. No, this
1: is for us. This is to get us in, in the, the mood. Mood. Christmas. This is to get us in the Christmas period. It you is know? helpful
0: because right now it is actually Halloween is on Halloween this day. Right so I'm now. in a spooky mood. But this is helping to, you know, transition me into the coming season. Should we tell them our ratings? Yeah. How we're going to do this. I think these. we should go through it. Okay. So me, Quinta, Cisco, You'll catch on. I have three hallmarks for a great Christmas movie. Once again, this is a person who's never celebrated Christmas <laughs> in her life. But I need a life and death level emotional moment. That's my number one. Life and death level emotional moment. Okay. Number two, good music. If it doesn't have a good soundtrack, I don't want it. Throw it out. Throw it in the street. Let it get run over by a car. Beep, beep. Number three, a big-eyed baby. <laughs> I need to have a wide-eyed child in order for it to be a good Christmas movie.
1: I think those are great. Uh, great. Okay, okay, so my hallmarks for a great Christmas movie are, uh, number one, there has to be a happy ending where nothing hurts. Okay. That's really important to me. Number 2 got to be funny or have a a good amount of laugh out loud moments. And three, there's got to be a sense of childlike wonder and hope mm-hmm. present throughout. Throughout. Throughout or here and there. It 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 there's gotta be it's it's kind of my version of a big baby. eye baby. Big eye yeah. baby, yeah.
0: But yours is deeper and we're gonna find out how in yeah, this are. podcast. And then we have our overall, so this is what we need for in general Mm-hmm. This is what makes a good Christmas movie.
1: That we've agreed upon. That yes. we've
0: agreed upon. Mm-hmm.
1: This is the Cisco and Treebird three star pillar of approval.
0: Yes. Melting a Heart of Stone, <sharp inhale> a dash of Christmas magic, <sharp inhale> not a speckle. No. Not a pinch, a dash. A dash. And escapism. <sharp inhale> we both feel that a Christmas movie needs to, you know, help, help you escape mm-hmm. from your current situation Absolutely. mentally. If not, we don't need it. Um,. We will be doing three movies an episode, okay? Mm-hmm. Two movies that you guys all know as Christmas classics, but the third one will be an arguable mention. Yes. So we we recognize that not every movie is considered a Christmas movie, but we as the American public have decided that some movies should be considered Christmas movies. Yes. And so we will be going over those movies to tell you whether or not they are a Christmas movie based on our very scientific Rating system.
1: A lot of focus groups. Yeah. Yeah. So these are, these are tried and true formulas.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Should
1: we do it? I mean, do it. Should we get into it? Just so we'll fucking podcast, it. Let's Let's baby. Get into it. Hell yeah. The first movie that we picked today is Home Alone 2: Lost in New York. Merry
0: Christmas, you filthy animal. Not mm-hmm. Home
1: Alone 1. Not to be confused. To explain why we picked Home Alone 2. Uh, the short version, it's better. Duh. Yep. Uh, the long version, it's a lot better than yep. the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who don't know, the plot summary of Home Alone 2 is... Uh, Home Alone 2 Lost in New York is the sequel to Home Alone 1. Trash. <laughs> it's not trash. It's trash. but go on. Wherein 10-year-old Kevin McAllister boards the wrong plane at the busy Chicago O'Hare Airport, landing him alone in New York while his entire family heads to Miami. Not totally unlucky, Kevin has his father's bag and therefore all his money and credit cards, which allow him to get a room at the plaza to be stranded and forgotten in style. Oh, see, where are you? In his time in the city, he runs into recently escaped convicts, the convicts he previously helped send to jail, the Wet Bandits. this They're trying out the new name, the Sticky Bandits, yeah. They chase Kevin to no avail until finally Kevin decides to lure and confront them in a relative's home, which is currently vacant and under construction. The battle is inspired by an enlightening conversation he has with his friend and one of my favorite characters. It's my favorite
0: character first, Kate. Don't steal my favorite character. Oh my God. The pigeon woman. I didn't even try. You did. I told you years ago that that woman...
1: Oh, yeah, and I remembered. And then you stole it. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. All right. Jesus Christ.
0: (laughs) So, Kate. All right. Okay. Wow, did you write that? Yeah. That was so good. Oh, my God. Thank you. That was like Wikipedia fucking plot summer. Thank you. That was really great. Thank you so much. Damn.
1: Everything. Copy. You didn't copy and paste it? I didn't copy and paste any of it. That was actually all she did, from memory. No. She,
0: no, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Really?
1: On, well, the only thing I looked up was that he was 10 years old. Really? Yeah. Okay, that was really cool. And how to spell McAllister. Yeah. All Duh. right. So, um, let's
0: let's get into it. Okay. okay. I'm going to... Go ahead and and start my ratings uh, of this. Home Alone 2 was actually the only Christmas movie I was allowed to watch growing up. And I think that's only because my parents couldn't stop me from watching it. It came on every TV channel. You remember that? They couldn't get me to, like, turn it off because they couldn't control whether or not I saw it. So this is probably the one that I know the best. um, And for me, defined what a Christmas movie should be.
1: So wait, were you just fully not allowed to watch Christmas movies? No. Okay.
0: Yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch them. The rest of the ones that we have for this podcast, you you know this. Mm-hmm. You've shown them to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am starting to feel guilty. <laughs> yeah. You were my drug dealer. You gave them to me all at once.
1: Oh, uh, I have to write a, an apology letter to, to your To parents. my mother, yes.
0: Yeah. Um, but this one I was allowed to watch just because it came on all the time. And it was just plain old funny. My dad likes it. You know, he tries to pretend. But according to my number one, Life and death level emotional moment. Now, you at home may not think it has this. Oh. But this movie gets dark.
1: This movie gets so into it. And it it
0: stems from my favorite character, put that on the record, the pigeon lady who Kevin meets in the middle of New York. She has this dark story about her husband leaving her for some other moment, or for some other woman, and she considers like killing
1: herself well she doesn't say that but you can see it but she didn't she but didn't she didn't but she no but, i mean she's, she's, she's not living she's movie. slowly killing herself.
0: herself she is she is she is slowly by, killing herself by separating
1: herself from, from society.
0: society yes and that's why she's in the forest with the central park the forest <laughs> that's why
1: she's in central <laughs> park
0: with the pigeons and stuff and, and you know, Kevin and her become friends. They're both loners. They're both, mm-hmm. you know, alone. At this point, this kid also thinks he's going to fucking die. You know what I mean? His parents, he hasn't talked to them in days. They left him again. He's thinking, they definitely don't care about me. I thought that in the first movie. Now I kind of know it. These villain people... By the way, they were just, like, a little intense with threatening to kill Kevin,
1: I noticed. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, like, just easy up. They weren't even threatening. They were like, you're going to be sleeping with the fishes. I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to shoot you. Yeah, he's like, I have a gun in my pocket. Your brains will be everywhere. Jesus. Yeah, it was wild. So
0: he's getting it from all these angles, and he hooks up with another—he didn't hook up. He (laughs) he gets together with this woman who's, like, you know— I get it. Life is hard. You know, mm-hmm. life is 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 terrible. It's one of
1: my favorite moments where they actually become friends Friends, because it sort of starts uh, this kind of goes into the melting heart of stone. Oh. Um I think I would even argue that it challenges to melt the audience's heart of stone towards <laughs> <laughs> hear me out <laughs> the audience's heart of stone. Towards uh, their preconceived notion of homeless people. True that, true that. Because when he's walking, it, mm-hmm. everyone is sort of like, uh, that he sees at night yeah. and is sort of supposed to be like scary, scary. Yeah. and out to get him. Yeah. Um. And so he's about to run away from this woman that he doesn't know and doesn't, mm-hmm. and she later explains that she's like the birds she feeds, oh. that she... Uh, People see her and they just don't want her to be part of their reality, oh, and so they just it. look right that's past her. That's what
0: she her. says. Oh, and so deep.
1: he, and Kevin, can relate to that.
0: He can relate to it because he is the last child of this. They must be Catholic, huh? That family. I would assume so. Um, and the last kid, everyone's always overlooking him. He's actually not even the youngest. It's that other kid. Yeah, <laughs> it's just this,
1: the well. That one succession. is his cousin. I think. Or oh, does that's that play his, cousin. his little brother. I yeah. don't know.
0: Succession's in that movie. In,
1: su- succession, the entire show is in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, without Home Alone, there'd be no succession. And and <laughs> I think that's really proving my point that this has what we what, need.
1: What would HBO even be doing?
0: I don't know. Without it. I don't know. No, wait, 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 no, but no, though, <laughs> this has the life and death moment that I look for, you yeah, know? Yeah, Also the fact that she saves his actual life. He would be dead, y'all. No three, no four. Well, actually, they used a different kid, so yeah. he could have died. But he would have been dead. She,
1: he also comes back at the end and, you know, gives her uh, a, turtle dove, a turtle dove, which is part of the pigeon family, looked it up, and, oh. repre- and it, how it represents yeah, yeah. The, the friendship.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, it's so great. my number
1: one life and death moment, yes. Yes.
0: What about your number one?
1: Very good. So my number one is the ending where everything is happy and nothing hurts. Yes. Uh... I don't feel that from this movie. What? I don't. I feel bad for the pigeon lady still, but when I used to watch it, I used to still feel really really bad for her. Upon rewatching it last night, mm-hmm. I was like, "All right, I trust that she's going to at least try." But she has a she has a rough road ahead of her. <laughs> She's <laughs> kind of get like so
0: it doesn't hit your number 1.
1: It it based off the, the, yeah. the based off of right. my criteria it it doesn't hit my number 1. But it, I love it so much. That's fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm just, wow, we are in for a wild ride. We're in for a
1: wild ride, yeah. Okay,
0: number two, good music. This movie has the fucking jams, baby. <laughs> um, the... <laughs> I'm crying. It has all the Christmas songs. Yeah. That's what I need. I'm all about that. And, oh. and, and it has, I would want to bump that soundtrack. Actually, the song that plays when he... Um, Goes to like look at that church or whatever. No, it's where the oh, kids, dun, the dun, sick dun, dun, dun. kids. Oh, that one. The sick kids.
1: He. There's a song yeah, that the kids uh, are singing. It's a, candles.
0: Oh my god.
1: Oh yeah. Think I didn't cry.
0: Oh, uh, you. I know I was you Losing cried. my mind. Can't be crying, yeah. It
1: was also after he talked to the to, pigeon to lady. the pigeon lady. Well, they could have given a name. I like the pigeon lady. All right.
0: Um, but it, it's got good music. Now I'm not gonna lie. It's got the the solemn Christmas jams, but. I kind of wanted more slaps, like more. <laughs>
1: you don't think rocking around the Christmas tree slaps? It, it's,
0: it, well, that's in one. Is that actually in two, rocking around the Christmas tree? I think one had more, had more slaps than, than two. More bangers. More bops, if you will.
1: Wow. All right. right. Two
0: then deliver. I mean,
1: I really liked the part where he starts running to the house yeah. uh, mm-hmm. to set up the plan. And it's like. Let's go. Okay. Well,
0: that's not. Does it slap? It does slap. Hmm. Okay. Okay. But
1: it does not reach my criteria of the best okay i'm i'm perfectly fine with that um what about your number two it not only does it (laughs) does it hit the mark for my number two but it exceeds expectations uh it's exceptional funny
0: lol moments. funny
1: lol moments left and right something for everybody Mm -hmm. uh what part (laughs) there are parts that i didn't laugh at as a kid right that i then Rewatched last night and I was like, "You've got to be kidding!" There's a part where he's on the plane. Uh huh. Oh. He gets on the plane <laughs> and he asks the guy next to him a question, and this grown man—yeah—no, he asks him the question in English, and this grown man yeah. just starts talking to him in French. Yeah, and I was like, just "Why did this?" Headphones on,
0: and he puts <laughs> his headphones on. I was like, oh, "Why part. is this
1: grown man speaking fluent French to, to this kid who clearly speaks English?" He's coming from Chicago, like he's probably like. But
0: it's it's little Kevin's face just looking at him and being like, like, "I think the fuck not."
1: And he puts his headphones on. I love that this movie is told from his perspective. Yeah, Christopher Col- or Christopher Christopher Chris- Columbus. Yes, <laughs> Chris Columbus. Yeah, sucks it. That that's his name.
0: Also, such a bomb director. Yeah, he, he also directed Night at the
1: Museum and the first two Harry Potters. He did Harry Potter. Uh, yeah.
0: Why do we get him on this?
1: Uh, Quick think, question: Is Adam still
0: think. here? Could we get Chris Columbus <laughs> no. on here? Fame director. He he doesn't get enough credit. He's so good <laughs> at at fucking magic. That oh, man is so good. I didn't know he did Harry Potter. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Night at the Museum underrated. You guys. <gasps> he also did Miss Doubtfire. No,
1: he did. Yes, he did. I looked it up. I can't. I did a lot of research. For Wait, this. I'm overwhelmed. I know.
0: Okay, let's move on. Okay. So. It has your number, too. I mean, Absolutely. the movie is hilarious. The
1: part, I even was, like, telling my dad about it today, yeah. and he was like, oh! and he starts cracking up, yeah. just remembering Remember, the part with the know. bricks, yeah. where he keeps throwing the bricks, and Marv keeps getting hit. Yeah. And Joe Pesci goes, I would love nothing more than to shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> so mean. And when I was younger, there was a part where Marv finally opens the front door, and yeah. he goes, I've reached the top. And then he falls, he falls. And, but he does a little, little. Yeah, yeah, and, then he... and when I was little, I used to say, and now you reach the bottom, and I thought I was the funniest, and it made my sister hate that part, yeah, because I said it every time, and I was like, yeah, get a load of me. <laughs> get a load of me. <laughs> get, a load of me. <laughs> get a load of me, I am. So it's got your number two. Yeah, absolutely. doesn't
0: really have my number two. All, All right, right, how about your number three? My number three... A big eyed baby. Mm-hmm. Okay, perhaps this movie has the inventor of the big eyed baby, <laughs> Macaulay Culkin. Um, I and and people don't know. They think people don't know. No one knows about this. People, but think I'm saying that
1: they have a lot of preconceived notions about what big eyed <laughs> baby, baby means, and we got to break those down. We have to break those right down. now. Right now,
0: and that's why I want to do this do podcast. This but a big eyed baby is not just like uh th- about the actual eye size. Can you? Open your eyes to outrageous worlds and universes. Absolutely. I, as a viewer, need to be able to look into your eyes mm-hmm. and feel the fear mm-hmm. that you're feeling, oh. the joy that you're feeling. Yeah. And this kid invented it. He really—let's think about it. Who okay. really did it before him? Don't—get get that Shirley Temple bullshit out of here because she I really didn't have it. I wasn't
1: going to say Shirley oh. Temple. <laughs> I didn't even—I th- I can't tell you the last time I thought of Shirley Temple. I just thought of Shirley Temple—
0: The other day, just
1: yelling at me. I'm
0: sorry. (laughs) What? Who did it before Macaulay?
1: Um, I've done all the research, and not a single soul. (laughs) (laughs) It is factually accurate. accurate.
0: You don't have to have big eyes even to pull it off. Um, It's
1: wide-eyed. You know, it's metaphorically wide-eyed.
0: Metaphorically wide-eyed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and wow, he really did a good job with Macaulay. Steven Spielberg is like the master of fucking wide-eyed glory. He loves to make. Those wide eyed yeah. moves. He even, it's like, it's a way of.
1: I looked up, like I was saying, I looked up Chris Columbus and I feel like he did the screenplay for the Goonies. Stop
0: playing it. Why no. would I play? Because you play all the time. I'm not, play, not when it
1: comes to Christmas.
0: That's true. Not
1: when it comes to Christmas. That's true. Okay, we'll fact check. After I'll, this. I'll fact check right freaking now.
0: All right, so it has my number three a big eyed baby, the big eyed baby.
1: Columbus. <laughs> 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 the big eye baby, yeah. Hold on, Chris Columbus, Christopher Columbus. <laughs> She's like, oh, he did a lot of bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, The Goonies screenplay. screenplay by. Come he on. He did Gremlins. He he wrote Gremlins. So
0: just so you guys know, the The Goonies is one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. It's it's my favorite '80s movie. Um, oh
1: my god, he wrote Christmas with the Cranks. All right, come on. Kate. Okay, sorry. Uh, yep. Yeah, my number third. My number third. Your
0: number third.
1: <laughs> uh, is a sense of childlike wonder and hope. Yeah. And bada bing, bada boom. You got it. You got it. Can
0: I ask? Hmm. Does it really have it? I know. I know. I know. Sense of childlike wonder and hope. Does it have hope?
1: It does, and here's why, Quinta. Let me explain. Uh, <laughs> because. And this goes into our overall rating, yeah, too, yeah. Um, but I think that one of the most fun things is to watch someone mm-hmm. who is clearly smarter than everyone else. Mm-hmm. And Kevin McAllister is so clever. Mm-hmm. He brings out a part in us that is like, oh, that's what I would do best case scenario if I thought I could not fail. Wow. Right. Yeah. So he's all of his plans. Like if he had doubted himself, mm-hmm. he would have been like, I'm just a kid. Right. I can't fight back. Right. I can't get them, save the money for these kids. Right. Right. He would. If, oh, if there yeah. wasn't that hope yeah. in yeah. him, that's not necessarily po- it's not on the nose. But no, you you you're right. Oh. You're right. Can especially- we save that sound clip? Please?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want it as my ringtone. You,
1: you're you right.
0: Espe- <laughs> Shut up. Es- <laughs> especially with the. um. With the kids. He he did yeah. it for the kids, you mm-hmm. know. That is beautiful. Yeah. Kevin didn't have to do that. He did not have and to he do did. that. It was about the kids. It was barely even about he him. He could have
1: stayed in that hotel room. Like, he, I yeah, he would have
0: been <laughs> he would have been fine.
1: Um, okay.
0: So for Cisco and Tree Birds, hallmarks of a great Christmas movie in general, Melting Our Heart of Stone, does it have it? Yes. yes. <laughs> I like it.
1: Uh a lot better? of a lot of hearts melting.
0: Some people are worth melting
1: for. Uh even Buzz's heart. His older brother melts towards the end because mm-hmm. Buzz was setting him up from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at the end, he offers to let Kevin mm-hmm. open the first present mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. sort of smiles at him. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful.
0: Number two, a dash of Christmas magic. Does it have it? Yes. yes. Hell yes. Uh, oh, just you know, I mean, left and it's, right. It's just, it's,
1: Even the turtle does throughout the thing. That's the, the dash. Guy, the guy gives the... T-
0: <laughs> that is the dash. You know what I mean?
1: The Mr. Duncan. Yeah. Gives the turtle doves to Kevin, which he eventually gives to the pigeon woman. But right. also, Mister Duncan like treated Kevin like an equal.
0: And, any and, he, and yeah, exactly. Kevin didn't even know that he ran the toy store. Mm-mm. That's the Christmas magic we're talking that about. That is beautiful. Some people don't get Christmas magic. It's, it's
1: it's it's hard to explain. You know how do you put it, a feeling. Into words. words. How do you put magic into words? Oh, now we're getting there.
0: Um, I don't believe in magic, but it does have a dash of Christmas magic.
1: And finally, escapism. Does it have it? Yes. I
0: don't... Yes. Yes. uh, Because he goes to a hotel.
1: Oh, my God. Okay.
0: (laughs) I love to go to a hotel. And uh-huh. it, what's, it, what's your dream as a kid? Go to a hotel. Uh, That's my dream
1: as an adult.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I think that was the escapism for, for me as a kid. In okay. a whole different state by yourself in a hotel. Mm-hmm. Escapism, baby.
1: Okay. Uh, he also literally escapes <laughs> <laughs> from death and the bad guys. Yeah, 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 whatever. Um, and he, he goes also es- escapes from the, the hotel staff when they try to get him. So yeah. he's a really good escape artist. He is. Also... Again, back to like the the sense of hope. It is an escape to watch someone who you know isn't gonna fail.
0: Yeah, we know this child isn't gonna fail. Yeah,
1: from maybe even the music and also the fact that he's obviously not gonna fail.
0: And he's a big eyed baby. All comes full circle. So So, this is a perfect Christmas movie.
1: uh, I'd have to give it an eight out of ten. What? (laughs) Why why not the full ten? Because of uh, it, it's, I still feel bad for the pigeon the lady. Pigeon I would have loved, because c- at the end of the first one. Yeah,
0: 10 out of 10 for me, though. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm.
1: I hope that she gets the love in her life that she needs. Me too. But we don't have clarity on that, and that's yeah. the only thing that bothers me. And um, Kevin's about to get whooped at the end of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Nice. We're going to
0: go on a little break. Thanks for listening.
1: Thanks for listening. Merry
0: Christmas. Merry Christmas.
1: And we're back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we're back, baby. All right. So our next movie. Yeah. Kate, would you like to tell the people?
1: Uh, This movie that we're going to be reviewing right now uh, started out as a flop, a blockbuster flop. It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. It started off as a flop. uh, And it wasn't until... I looked it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be my catchphrase mm-hmm. on this show that I looked mm-hmm. it up. Uh, it was quoted as a clerical error. Someone just forgot to uh, file the copyright. Let me double check. Let me make sure I get it right.
0: Okay. Um, I'll do your read through. You want to do, do your thing? Yeah. Yeah, do it. All right. It's a Wonderful Life, arguably one of the most beloved Christmas classics of all time, It's a Wonderful Life is a story about a small-town man named George Bailey and his journey to see the beauty in the life he has. George, an empathetic and noble person since childhood, dreams of traveling the world. When his father passes away unexpectedly, George is left to take over the family building and loan business and protect it from greedy and cold town villain Mr. Potter. From his brother taking a different job when he was supposed to take over the business, to the Great Depression, to the war, to marrying and starting a family with the love of his life, Mary Hatch, George's various attempts to part from the building and loan company are thwarted by multiple unforeseen and unstoppable circumstances. With each circumstance, George demonstrates the grace and kindness that makes him everyone's go-to guy. It isn't until his notoriously forgetful Uncle Billy loses an envelope of money so important that the absence of it will result in jail that George finally snaps. He contemplates killing himself when he meets his guardian angel, Clarence. George believes his life, with all its sacrifices, is meaningless. Clarence shows him what the town and everyone in it would be like without him. It's in this that George finally truly sees just how wonderful life really is. He runs home to his family, thrilled to see them, and no longer dreading prison, to find that the whole town came together to help him in his time of need. Kate cried writing this. That's I did. she wrote. All right. So, I don't like this movie, to be honest. <laughs>
1: to be fair, this, this is the, uh, the fun fact, fact yeah. that I was going to say. Uh, a lot of people didn't like it when it first came out mm-hmm. in 1946. Yeah. Uh, and then in it wasn't until 1974 mm-hmm. when it was described as a clerical error. Uh, someone just forgot to, the copyright holder just forgot to file the renewal. Mm-hmm. So it became public domain. And so people were able to uh, play it on television for mm-hmm. free. And that's when people started to, to consider like it. it a Christmas classic. Interesting. Yeah, no one really, it was considered a flop. And it actually tanked. So it, uh, It's a Wonderful Life at the time was a flop that tanked Liberty Films, which was an independent production company formed with other wartime directors mm. and Frank Capra. And it tanked it. Wow. Big big thing that they spent a lot of money on? Fake snow.
0: Wow. And there's a
1: lot of it in this there's movie. There's a lot of fake
0: snow in yeah. this movie. But
1: let's get into the nitty gritty. Yeah, I don't like this movie.
0: <laughs> um, it makes sense that it's a classic. I think things become classics that come on TV- during the era on television during that time. For example, a lot of people, I don't know if people know this, think that The Wizard of Oz is a holiday movie because it comes on during Easter on TBS. So people oh. associate it with Easter. Interesting. It has nothing to do with Easter. Yeah. It just comes on TBS during that time because it's a long movie to play. Got it. That's it. So I think It's a Wonderful Life playing during Christmas for a lot of people is nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Um I know the movie is a Christmas movie, but it, it doesn't do anything for me. The first time I saw this movie was actually with you when we were living together um, at Christine's house. Shout out to Christine. Hey, Christine. And you were forcing me to watch this movie. It's us She on... forced me to okay. watch this film.
1: You don't do anything you don't want to do. That's
0: true. And <laughs> so I watched it. I did not... I didn't like it. Yeah. I mean, and it... it, it for Let's get into the reasons. Okay. Number one. I should like it because it had the life and death emotional moment. You know, sure, it does have that, but I don't like the way it was done. Okay, cheap, cheap, cheap. Interesting. No, I just, I don't like it.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, my number one a happy ending where nothing hurts. That does not happen here Mm -hmm. Um, I feel very sad at the end of it and my heart hurts from the journey but the whole town comes together for him in that house there is a sense of hope absolutely at the end and when I first so I don't remember the first time I saw this movie because it's just been part of my life yeah it's been Uh, part of your life very religious yes Um, and very specifically Catholic it feels Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. and there is a martyr complex that goes along with Mm -hmm. uh with George's entire existence, mm. and about like, oh, I can't do this, and the, and even when he tries to leave the building alone after his dad passes away, everyone's like, they'll sell to the Potter if if you don't take over, and he's mm-hmm. like, well, Jesus Christ, now yeah. I can't go to Europe. Got it? Like that's he wanted to go everywhere. He wanted to be an explorer, right? Um, and he
0: doesn't get that at the and end. And he
1: doesn't get to do that ever. And I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So when I first saw it, I liked it because I was still like, oh, I like. That's how I was living my life when right. I was little. Right, that right, th- right. These were all of the principles I was taught. Right. To live a good life as a as a good person. Right. Uh, and then it wasn't until therapy that I was like, George could have stood to have a few boundaries. Right, 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 right. <laughs> he could have had some He could have gone on vacation. Right. Also, like He could have gone and he was gonna try for his honeymoon. But yeah. then I think it was the Great Depression. That was the only thing I didn't absolutely. I don't like look the Great up.
0: Depression part of it. I know that's what was going on. I just hate this movie. Okay, so it doesn't do number one for either of us. No, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Number two, good music does not slap. <laughs> and that's just that. And that is that. the.
1: And we don't have to go. And into we don't even have to go further. any further. It does not slap. Does
0: not slap. Number two for uh, you,
1: Kate. Gotta be funny, have LOL moments. Here's the thing it does have funny moments. What? It absolutely has funny moments. Um they fall into the pool. That's true. And that's a li- and they're like, Wow, oh, they must think we're yeah. really good dancers. That's There's a part funny. where he says to Mary's date yeah. at that same dance, he's like, Why do you stop annoying so mm-hmm. annoying us? And he's like, Well, I'm sorry, hey. And it was funny at the time, <laughs> and I still and I laughed when I was a kid. Okay. Um, when uncle billy gets drunk and he falls into a bunch of cans and oh, goes yeah. i'm all right i'm all right okay and okay. someone falls off their chair when they realize that clarence is an angel and it's hilarious people okay. don't fall off their chair enough these days got it so it does it, it gives you number 2 it gives me a 5 out of 10 of number 2
0: of of lol moments yeah all right for my number 3 big eyed baby <laughs> not really his daughter doesn't do it for me <laughs>
1: I don't like this movie. Um, a sense of childlike wonder and hope. I think that it does have that for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Clarence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clarence is...
0: You like Clarence. Even
1: the other angels yeah. shit talk Clarence. Parents, yeah. They're just like, oh, this guy, he's an idiot. Right. Um, But he's, he's simple and he's pure and that is him. And I also think that that was George okay. when he was younger. And so... This is why I used to not like the movie Mm -hmm. because I thought that it was giving a message to be like do only for other people constantly Mm -hmm. and don't worry about yourself because that's what being a good person is. And I think that that's a really manipulative way to teach people to Mm -hmm. be. Um, And then upon rewatching it yesterday, Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, it's a shift of perspective. When he was a little kid, he was full of hope, right? right. And all he wanted to do was see the world. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't get to do that, and then slowly his life started to like feel like a coffin, really, right. Uh, and then he got to see the beauty that was in his own life that he never saw before. So he, his family and his life and all of the people around him and his accomplishments were his own internal and emotional pyramids and the Great Wall and all yeah. of these things that he wanted to explore because he was that for other people and they were that for him. So I think yeah. it's a return to childlike wonder.
0: Yeah, okay. All right. I just don't want him to just go on vacation or something. I know. I
1: really agree.
0: All right. for For our overalls, <laughs> should we hit it?
1: All right, so overall... It's a wonderful life. let's go through it
0: one melting, melting a heart of stone, of stone. no no <laughs> I didn't see any hearts melted.
1: I feel like George's heart was starting to stone up mm-hmm. and then was melted mm-hmm. uh, but it wasn't a full not it's not the way I loved to see it yeah but it was not how we, I think how it's we like also really it. relatable for a lot of a lot of people to feel like their life kind of passed them by yeah I mean sure. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna. St- I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it 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 does in a way melt a heart of stone. But they could have done it with Potter, mm-hmm. who was the villain from the beginning. But they didn't because that wouldn't be true to life. It was exactly. like a really human movie. Too human. Okay.
0: Number two, a dash of Christmas magic. magic.
1: Yes. yes,
0: the angel, everything. But in theory. This movie does not give me magic. Okay. I get it. The angel, I understand. I'm just saying, I don't feel it. Uh-huh. I don't feel the magic.
1: I get it. I get it. I think, I think the movie challenges people to see yeah. the see magic in everyday things, in friendship and kindness and love. That's beautiful. Okay. So it does. It does hit that for me. And number, number three. Escapism. Escapism. No. That's a hard no.
0: That's it's a hard so no. so annoying. I just... I, I figured out my problem with okay. this movie. I could watch... This movie could be any at any time. Yeah. I don't think... It doesn't have to be at Christmas. It doesn't have to be at Christmas. And I know all the other movies. Sure, you might say, well, Home Alone doesn't have to be at Christmas. Right. But something about this movie is just about life and death to me. And it just can happen truly at any given time. It kind of
1: feels like even possibly inspired or, yeah, uh, Death of a Salesman. Yes. It's, yeah. And so I don't like that. Yeah. I I do think it challenges perspective and it gives hope to people. I think that's important. Yeah. But that was the whole reason I didn't like it, it, like, originally. Yeah. Because I was like, I, this is just sad. And I feel Mm. like, let him, let, okay, he's unhappy with his life, change it. Mm-hmm. And, but I think for some people they can't and you can't and life happens and a lot of things happen that are out of your control and it's a change of perspective.
0: Yeah, it, for sure. I'd say this movie is just happening around Christmas. Like it just yeah. happens to be Christmas. Yeah. But it can happen any. Kevin could not be left alone if it weren't for Christmas break.
1: Also, he says a direct quote while he's looking up at the um, children's hospital is mm-hmm. uh what is it? Oh shoot! Well, Hold, I wrote it down. It was like you can't don't mess with kids on Christmas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those
0: are all specific. This yeah. movie is not specific to Christmas to me. It could happen Easter, Halloween, Saint Patrick's Day. Should uh, I do the reboot of It's a Wonderful Life on Saint do,
1: Patrick's Day? You should do it. Yeah, on It's Patrick's a Wonderful Life Day.
0: Kwanzaa edition. <laughs> Quants is just happening in the background. They're like, why are they lighting candles? Yeah. <laughs> what in, in an African garb?
1: <laughs> what is the reason?
0: That's how I feel about this movie. Yeah, Canceled. All right.
1: Yeah. Ooh, let's take a quack Brock. Merry
0: Christmas. Merry Christmas. And we're,
1: and we're back. back. <laughs> <laughs> And here we go, baby! I'm excited. So, Quinta picked this movie to review as an arguable mention. As an arguable mention, Um, I almost wanted to call it an arguable mensch, which is what I should be for Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) You?
0: (laughs) This movie is an arguable mention.
1: Quinta, can you explain why this is an arguable mention? Yes. Uh, On
0: paper, it's not a Christmas movie. It was not marketed as a Christmas movie. It's not presented as a Christmas movie Mm -hmm. but this film has a Christmas scene in it and it's pivotal Mm -hmm. without the scene we don't have the rest of the movie it is the moment that Brad gets his shit together and he's like that, all right, all we're right.
1: playing for keeps. We're now. playing for
0: keeps and he I'm gonna throw Christmas in April. And I believe the good people over at Gary Sanchez said <laughs> we need to have Christmas in this movie, or else it doesn't work. Where do we put these two deads uh, to what arena can they really fight in? And yeah. you can't have that over struggle over a family
1: without Mm-mm. Christmas. And calling back to all of the Christmases Dusty missed. Okay. Cheap shot, but
0: he pushed Brad to that point. Super cheap shot, but yeah, he pushed Brad to that point. Yeah, team Brad all day. But no, they put Christmas in it because they knew they needed it. Like, why not? And it Mm -hmm. was in the middle of April. But you guys, as soon as that Christmas cheer comes into the movie, when you watch, she gets a pony. She gets a pony for Christmas. Yeah, it's next level. It's Christmas magic. And also, the movie now plays around Christmas. Christmas was so popular in that. You play the movie around Christmas. Christmas was so (laughs) popular. In the film that they made, Daddy's Home, to the not great follow-up, uh, I liked it. An actual Christmas movie, <laughs> like we should be discussing that one. Yeah, but it's the second one is more is actually a Christmas movie, but mm-hmm. the first one should be regarded. And now they're playing. Now they are playing it on TV around Christmas. I saw it last time when I was home.
1: Okay, when you played it for your family.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it's an arguable mention. Yeah. Um, okay, it is the audience loved Oscar ignored Daddy's Home one of the greatest films of our generation and Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. love this movie and I think it should count as a Christmas movie let me tell you
1: why it has do you should we do a quick plot summary for those people who let do a plot who haven't unfortunately unfortunately haven't seen it yet you want to read it I want
0: to hear you read it
1: sure (laughs) Uh, Daddy's Home is our arguable debatable Mm -hmm. Christmas movie. One that might be enjoyed around Christmas and maybe even used to fill gaps in some 25 Days of Christmas set lists. Mm -hmm. Daddy's Home is about stepfather Brad and biological father Dusty competing with one another for the love and affection of children Megan and Dylan. The kids begin the movie with an obvious preference to their motorcycle-riding father Dusty over button-up-wearing PTA stepdad Brad. Throughout the movie, the two men lose sight of what they're fighting for in the first place and wind up alienating themselves from their entire family. It isn't until the daddy-daughter dance when they finally realize that they're in this whole parenting thing together. I I mean, this movie, you guys.
0: It starts Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg, with appearances by Bill Burr, Hannibal oh. Buress, uh... Fucking John Cena shows Mm -hmm. up at Mm -hmm. the end. Are you kidding me? I don't want to spoil anything, but he he shows up. It has Linda Cardellini. It is the best movie I've ever seen in my life. I would watch it every day of my life if I could. The first time I saw it, I was on a plane, uh, and I was one wine in, and I decided to put Daddy's (laughs) home on. I got my life I laughed I cried it's so funny and I know I was up in the air but that didn't have anything to do with it it was fucking we've watched it a lot since I've I've made everyone in my life watch it (laughs) I watched it two days ago unrelated to this
1: your enthusiasm you had so much enthusiasm for this movie that it Bled onto me. Yeah. And then I didn't, I don't even feel like I need everyone to see it, but mm-hmm. I feel like I have to tell everyone to see it. That's beautiful. And I made my family watch you it. made your
0: family watch yeah. it. And what did they do? They, enjoyed they loved, it. It. They loved, loved it. it. They loved it. They loved it.
1: They loved it. Everyone right. loves it. Who, I mean, I haven't met someone yeah. who watched it and didn't like it. It's, and that's my, you know. It's just people who are like, it's the best. I movie. don't want to watch it.
0: Right. I, so. Get over yourself. Should we get into <laughs> it? Yeah, let's get into it. So. Here's So, okay, so here is why Daddy's Home Counts for me by my rating system. Life and death level emotional moment. Um, Life and death is actually a huge subject for this movie. Mm. This mom wants to have another baby. She doesn't know if... Brad is capable of giving her another child. I know this may not
1: seem life and death. I before. mean, he almost dies multiple times in the movie too. <laughs> yes, I'm he's like officially I was dead. Now, oh, I'm sorry. I'm I, sorry. I'm sorry. I got so excited. I, <laughs> is Daddy dead? We have to prepare ourselves for that fact, honey.
0: <laughs> I look. I just think that as a woman who like wants to get pregnant. Soon, one day, mm-hmm. I—that's like deep shit to me to yeah. maybe not be able to have another baby. And him, they make it hilarious. But Brad is so stressed over whether yeah. or not he can give this woman another child. And in comes Dusty Mayron. Why is that his name? Mark Wahlberg. So it's so stupid. Everything and about it. Is so it's so stupid. dumb. With great balls. With great balls, you guys. There is a scene where the doctor. <laughs> Who is that guy who plays that guy? I forget his name, but he's so fucking funny. The guy reaches down about (laughs) seven inches from Dusty's (laughs) pelvis to pick up his dick (laughs) and show his balls to Brad as like, this is what your balls should be looking like. He calls them supple,
1: I think, at one point. He said,
0: they're two Patrick Stewart's, is what he said. (laughs) (laughs) So all of that is at play here. Literally, we are on the brink of life, a possible baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and then, yes, Brad dies in the movie. <laughs> He's okay. He's okay, but he he dies.
1: <laughs> um, so that's my number one. It's got it, Kate. Okay, my number one. Happy ending where nothing hurts. Absolutely, it's got Absolutely. that. It's got it. It's, I'm psyched. I'm excited to watch it. I'm excited to watch the second one. Quint is dancing, and it's a shame you guys can't see it, <laughs> ok.
0: So number two, mm-hmm. good music. Now, this one is is kind of tough for me. it it doesn't it has like good music, but mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want uh, the soundtrack. I think it has wonderful little upbeat songs that keep the movie moving
1: uh-huh. in a good way.
0: It's good. It's not the strongest number two for me.
1: Dusty's moment of... Yo. 108.5, the panda.
0: 103.6, the panda. (laughs) Thank you. It it does have good music. It's so poorly lip synced. It's perfect. It's so good. Actually, it does have good music. Number two, solidified. Let's (laughs) go, baby.
1: Uh, For me, number two, gotta be funny LOL moments. I'm literally laughing nonstop in non-stop. the whole movie yeah, like there, there are there are things that this movie <laughs> goes places <laughs> other movies don't dare go. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. And as two
0: stupid comedy fans, like we, we've grown up on the stupidity of the like early Will Wolf Ferrell era and stuff. Yeah. That was our Will Wolf, Ferrell era. <laughs> no, we grew up on the Will Ferrell era. Yeah. We came off the end of the uh, Mike, <laughs> Mike. Um, Fucking why am Myers? I? Myers. Mike Myers, Myers error. era. We yeah. came off the end of the Mike Myers era, went we into the Will Fair dumb comedy. Love dumb comedy. We love dumb, dumb shit, Dumb,
1: beautiful, nothing hurts comedy. And this
0: modernized it oh, in a very God. nice way. The,
1: yeah, it's fantastic. When you see it pulled off, it's just It's magical. Magical. That is Christmas magic. Come on, baby. I'm here's the thing. Come on.
0: So Number three, Big Eyed Baby. Shout out to the little girl who plays Megan. She's so you know, cute. she's just adorable and they're they, both adorable. They're both adorable. And she really does it in this movie with her little eyes. I mean, I just wanna hug her. Um, she's so you guys, please watch this movie. She's so cute. <laughs> She's so cute and sweet and she gives the camera these huge eyes and you just see, oh God, she's so she wants a dad in her life. Who's she gonna call dad? What are we doing? Oh my god. When she's her sees, little face her at the end face, when she sees that pony on Christmas. Oh God, she's so sweet. She's so sweet. When she screams, I hate you to Brad. <clears throat> That's great. She's fantastic. She's so perfect. It's got a big eyed baby. I absolutely. love it. Absolutely. Also, I'd argue that Will Ferrell is in fact a big eyed baby. A big eyed baby.
1: <laughs> I mean, I thought I was. That's so. Mine number three is a sense yeah. of childlike wonder and hope. And absolutely, yeah. I mean, he goes into the whole thing. Mm-hmm. He gets snubbed, disrespected, and mm-hmm. flat out insulted. He does by Dusty, by Dusty. left and right. That's so funny. And he is just like, that's all right. I know. What What did he say? Uh, that cracked me up where he was like, No, you know what he did? He cut the shit. He cut the shit. And you know what we could all stand? To cut the, shit. Just cut the shit. Let's just cut the shit. And, and goes, it's just like, he got played. He's got,
0: he, you got so played. He goes, <laughs> He's in he's, his pajamas. He's got, a, he's got a, why is he in pajamas? <laughs> he's He's got, he's got a heart. You know, I think he's he's got a heart of golden. And, and he just needs, you know what he needs? One, one of, of these. Point gear. Here. Yeah. And I got him.
1: And I got him. Well,
0: <laughs> Farrell, I can't. And he's, his face is just so dumb. He's so And lovable. Honestly,
1: perfect. Start the
0: movie with his face. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, I love it. All right. So Cisco and Tree Birds hallmark of a great Christmas movie in general for the Oscar ignored Daddy's
1: Home. Here we go. Let's get into it. One, two, three. We have to say. Oh, right. Sorry. (laughs) I I didn't realize what we were doing. I was just I got excited. (laughs) Okay. what? <laughs> melting <laughs> a heart of stone. Yes! It has it. Absolutely.
0: They just, I mean. It heart all over the place. like riddled with heart it. In. Hearts melting. It melts heart and all <laughs> <the> heart <laughs> over <of the> Hearts <laughs> melting all over the place. Yeah. Dusty's heart Dusty's is melted. Heart. Yes. The kids. Their hearts are melted to bread.
1: Griff. Griff.
0: I was just about to bring up the Griff. Bully. The bully. The bully at the end. The bully at the end. And Bill Burr. Bill Burr's uh, heart who is, is melted in a minute. Oh. <sighs> I just love him so much. It's just great. It's, it's loves Bill. I love yes. him.
1: He's right. he's so great. He is. He's my comedy dad. He doesn't know that he's my dad, but he's my dad. All right, let's get back to it. Yeah, let's get back uh, to it. Uh, so we don't actually
0: make it weird. Uh, number two. Number two. A dash, a of, dash of Christmas, Christmas magic.
1: magic. Yes!
0: <laughs> I just said yes because I love the movie, but how does it have... It, just, it literally has a dash. <laughs> it, you...
1: Can't survive a motorcycle running up the stairs and plunge. he also died jumping off the house on a skateboard. And I love that it also. Here's the other thing there it is a good soundtrack. It's like nah, dah, 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 when he jumps off it's the it's true and he goes up and hits the no, that is good. That, that's good. Uh, I have to use words because people can't yeah, see they, my you have to
0: use words in the pot um,
1: <laughs> um where he jumps off the roof um, onto the half pipe mm-hmm. and. Flies up and hits and hits the, the electrical, electrical wire, wire, and gets zapped and falls down. And Dusty
0: uses it as a teaching moment. It's so <laughs> great, God, the best movie I've ever seen in my life. Um <laughs> Teaching moment, teach- teaching moment. It literally has a dash of Christmas magic. They throw magic into the movie because the movie yeah. can't survive without Mm-mm. it. You love to see it.
1: Number, number three, three escapism. escapism.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think I'm up in air in this one. I don't want to really? be. Yeah, but what's your escapism?
1: I mean, this movie is not grounded in reality.
0: What? Why not? I think it is kind of. I mean, he... besides him dying and shit, <laughs> and
1: Dusty's voice, and <laughs> yeah. it's so silly. It's like a good it's comedy. Yeah, it's a great comedy. So it, it, it's it's rooted in reality, but it's elevated. It's like el- a comedy. It's elevated, and it's a. Uh, I would, I would watch it too if I was in a bad mood and I was like, I just need a little bit of the movie is escapism. It, huh? it, that's what I'm. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. As I do think that there is escapism.
0: Yeah, that's true. I just throw it on. The other day, uh, I, I was uh, having. You're gonna get this kind of talk on a podcast with two women, so get over it. Uh, my cycle, and instead of eating chocolate, which what I didn't want to eat, say cycle? I cycle. Well, You're you always prefer? having your cycle. Oh, you're right. Um, my period. <laughs> um, that's how it feels. Oh, yeah. my God. But instead of having chocolate, because that's unhealthy for me, I had daddy's home. <laughs> I put daddy's home on it's and it and cured my cramps. So, yeah. so that's another point for daddy's home. Uh-huh. Cured, cures cramps. Absolutely. Um, proven. So our arguable mention daddy's home. According to our scale, it is a Christmas movie.
1: Here's the thing, Kate. Um, th- I, I and I know that this is going to come as a shock to you, Quinta. But I, after careful consideration and review, consider Daddy's Home to be not only a Christmas movie but a fantastic Christmas movie. Oh my movie. god, I could cry. Here's the thing, Thank you, Kate. and it's the the foundation upon which this entire yes. podcast was built. Yes, <laughs> is that. The Christmas season yes. is shoved down people's throats. Yes, it is. Right? Mm-hmm. And if it's going to be shoved down people's throats despite their faith, mm-hmm. then it better be palatable to everyone despite their faith. Mm-hmm. Right? Come on. Come on. So I think the truth, Fucking the real yeah. Christmas season isn't about gifts and it's not about yeah. all the consumerism that it mm-hmm. has like come to be known for. Right? right. Mm-hmm. It's about kindness and love and doing your part and being a good person Mm -hmm. and family and togetherness and all of that right yeah and i think that this movie captures all of that so i'm i'm dare i say i am not you know uh tied to only traditional christmas movies being christmas movies it's what does it represent what does christmas represent and that's and i think daddy's home is a 10 out of 10 that's wow i wow i
0: firmly disagree with
1: everything you just said but
0: <laughs> it all works in my favor i think christmas is just for capitalism um yeah and it's a holiday for white supremacists but i think that oh boy <laughs> you know i feel this way i don't know if people I'll know this will get to it eventually i am white <laughs> <laughs> you are no cats out of the bag it just you know they just love it and so I I don't I think Christmas is oh, bullshit I think
1: Jesus like, was not even born on that day so you know I have thoughts about I it I understand but but I think that what it's come to represent yeah the Christmas season no longer it, it I don't think it
0: so you're saying that Daddy's home is the the groundbreaking new wave of what it means to to have a Christmas movie I
1: think we could celebrate a we could use the month to celebrate a time in the year to stop and readjust and refocus on what's actually important. And I think this movie helps us do that.
0: <laughs> wow. I
1: wow. know. You didn't see that coming. I didn't coming. see it coming. Because it doesn't have Santa.
0: It doesn't even. No, it does have Santa. Well
1: Ferrell is Santa. Oh, my God. That's true. It's yep. got everything.
0: All right. Well, look at that. You, you know, <laughs> surprises. Uh, thank you. Should we thank the people? Let's thank the people. Um, Who should we thank? Let's thank everyone for listening to this podcast. That's really good. Uh, Starburns for having us. Thank you guys for allowing us to come here and do this. Um, Thank you, Will Ferrell. Thank you, Will Ferrell, for more than you could possibly know. And thank you, Succession. Thanks for listening, everybody. Tune in
1: next time. Tune in next time. Tune in next time.